Hey, Mission Uplift fam. It is great to have you here on another episode of Uplifting Chats Live. We are excited to have our chat tonight about The Chosen. And I am bringing in my good friend, Faith Cannings, who is no stranger to Mission Uplift. She has taught on uplifting prayer. She has shared about, she is passionate about purpose. And we had another uplifting chats last year. And so it's always good to hang with my good friend, Faith. Welcome. Hey, hey. hey there. Hey. I'm happy to be with you tonight. Faith and I had the opportunity to see the first two episodes of season three of The Chosen with our friend Margaret, who couldn't be here tonight, but Margaret's no stranger to Mission Uplift either. So we got to give her a shout out. Right? Yes. So we have lots of fun stuff to talk about. And we thought that we would start off with showing the trailer from season three for the first two episodes. So this trailer is specific to the first two episodes. So we are going to play that so about two minutes and then we will jump in and chat away about our thoughts. We figured if we showed the trailer, it's not spoilerish because it's already out there. <laughs> so right, let's see. Right. Let's see, make sure there's no technical difficulties again, but we are going to uh, show you the trailer for season three, episodes one and two. I'm Judas. Shalom, Judas. There will come a time when this will become far more difficult. When persecution is an ever-present part of your ministry. Are you ready to do hard things? Yes. We will see. Follow me. Do not be anxious about your life. Whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them. For this is the law and the prophets. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. This prison is nothing now that he's here. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. Be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face to you and give you peace. I have chosen you twelve as my apostles. There will come a time you will follow in my footsteps and you will know what it actually means. 
Are you ready to do hard things? That's the question. <laughs> the magic question. Mm -hmm. That I feel like is a sums up the first two episodes in a lot of way because the disciples are now entering into a season of, of hard things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's so interesting to me how the it, trailer opens with him being introduced to Judas. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking as we were watching it, just how gracious Jesus was in those moments of introduction and welcoming him after asked to follow him, knowing what he knew, you know, knowing in advance that Judas would be the one to betray him. It's just, it was so interesting to see, see it depicted on film that Jesus welcomed even he who knew would betray him. I was like, gosh, we're a mess. Yes. Constantly disappointing him, but he still chose us to come on this journey with him. And he didn't let our known flaws or future flaws take away from that invitation. And I just thought that was so sweet to see. It was touching to me because... You know, I know I've probably made the Lord look at me and shake his head so many times, but he still called me and chose me to be a part of this great family. So mm -hmm. that was beautiful. And I think it was interesting that that's the where the trailer started because it's not yes. where the episode opens, but that's where the trailer starts. So that is powerful to me. I mean, just the whole, you know, the humanity of jesus right fully god mm -hmm. fully man and then realizing the life and the humanity of each of the disciples you know and to see them come together and to think about i mean every one of them ended up betraying him to a certain extent when they ran away you know but when you think about judas yeah. and three years of walking with jesus obviously an intimate fellowship and mm -hmm. the love I'm just overwhelmed by the love that that is poured out like you said knowing everything about us it has not stopped God's love from being poured out to every right. single one of us like we're Judas right it's amazing mm. <laughs> yeah there was a lot in these episodes. What uh, what stuck out there to was you? A, well, without trying trying not to give away anything too much, but the story of Judas and how it's depicted that he had these conversations before choosing to follow Christ and just seeing his what would have been his heart at the time to make that type of a decision. It was just so interesting. I never, I guess I never even put that much thought to who Judas was as a person. He's forever marked and known by his betrayal. But right. at one point he had great faith to make a decision to follow Jesus and leave everything behind that he knew. And so just seeing a depiction 
of that backstory was so interesting because I, I I promise I never thought about Judas as anything other than the one who sold him for 30 pieces of silver. You know, right. I never considered that there was more to his story, that there is more to who he was and just how important his role was to history as we know it. We don't oftentimes we don't we don't consider him to be one of the the best characters in the bible you know for what he did but it had to be done in order for right. prophecy to be fulfilled so just that coming into an awareness of judas and his story and what role he played was great for me yeah eye-opening it is it is and just seeing this group of now 12 plus when you include the women mm -hmm. who are follow yes. Jesus and don't forget the women. <laughs> don't forget the women. And I love that they don't, I love that they don't, you know, I love that, you know, they show the followers of Jesus who are women who supported his ministry financially, you know, there's a little right. of that in, in these episodes too. Yes. But, wow. The different personalities, the different backgrounds, the different mm -hmm. people who you would never put in the same room are now right. Jesus followers who turn right. the world. I mean, yeah, you have a tax collector and a zealot, two <laughs> totally opposite, opposite ends of the spectrum together in one group. And throughout the other seasons, we do see them having a you know conflict in. Well, not a conflict, but, you know, personalities coming together <laughs> and Tension. them figuring out how to function, yes, in this, this space. But it's just so interesting who God or who Jesus chose to walk with him, the unlikeliest of characters. So mm -hmm. to see in episodes one and two of, of season three, how, he, how even he chose to split them for service and for work. It was just interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I'm interested to see the, the following episodes. I can't wait for them to come out to I see how wait. these, these dynamics mix together as they're ministering. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Yeah. There was a lot of, a lot of tear jerking moments. I know that the trailer showed almost Ooh. every character was crying at some yeah. point having an emotional response and that was me in the movie theater just sitting there like lord we were we I were just, in the back row just yeah. <laughs> just crying away oh my goodness the you know just great. seeing uh you know again it's so hard to not give it away but people who those of you who are watching who have followed season one and season two know that there has been tension or clashing with you know some of the disciples and whether it's family members other people they worked did with and to see to see conviction right like there was a sense of conviction that a number yeah. of the disciples displayed in these episodes you know it's not a secret that episode one was opening up with the Sermon on the Mount. And mm -hmm. I found that to be interesting too, where you hear these familiar lines from this famous, you know, sermon. 
and to see as they you know zoom in on the different faces and how a particular line a particular verse as we know it was impacting them and because of knowing their backstories whether they struggled with fear or whether money was an idol or whether there was anxiety that was, you know, they experienced and to see their responses, emotional responses right. to Jesus preaching. Hmm. There was a little something for everyone in that sermon. And yes. I love that it was shown that way because that's the human experience. I mean, when we attend church or when we are sitting and listening to someone speak over us, there's, you might not remember, but one line. And for somebody else, they'll remember something different. It'll resonate with them in a different way because that's how God is. He illuminates mm -hmm. scripture or a point that's specific to you yeah. and allows you to see him in that moment. And so we got to see the eyes of the disciples and many of those who came to be present at the Sermon on the Mount mm -hmm. kind of get a different revelation of who God is and his teachings. And they kept calling it strange. It was turned on its head, different than any yeah. preaching they had ever heard. And it's true. <laughs> we choose to follow a God that does things di completely different from yes. society as we know it. But just that reminder, that visual reminder that he does things differently. And to see the light bulbs go off on, on different people's faces yeah. was beautiful. It was beautiful. It was. I think it was in, was it in first, in the first season when Jesus was calling Matthew and Simon mm. Peter is like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, what is this? Is, this is different. And Jesus turned to him and said, get used to different. And I feel like right. that explains and sums up this journey, this walk in, and how it is different. The, the instructions, the counsel, the, the messages that come forth, you know, they, in that age, they were looking for someone to take on the Romans for a, you know, a war to take place. And here, mm -hmm. you know, Jesus has turned the other cheek. <laughs> right. If they ask you to go one mile, go two. What? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. what do you mean this is it doesn't make sense that's the way of jesus it doesn't make sense but yeah. it's for our good so it is it is and they they talked about too how like he spoke with such an authority and we read those verses right and then it's easy to become you know as we read scripture and especially like if it's verses that are familiar there's something about watching a show like this that allows these verses to come alive. Like these are things that we know, but we've right. experienced in reading scripture and hearing how obviously him being God is speaking with such an authority scriptures that were familiar, right. That were shared in the synagogues. And, but there was such a distinct difference in because he's God. Right. He, I mean, he is his own power source. He is his own authority, mm -hmm. which I love 
love love the chosen because of the way that it's dramatized and yes some some parts are fictionalized but it really helps us to bring it from just scripture that you see or hear about or read and put it in story form the way that we yeah. as humans communicate best I mean, we've been telling stories since we were, since you learned how to talk, right? As little kids, you learn how to tell these stories and you learn how to add in all the drama. Have you ever talked to a three-year-old? Like they know how to add in all the extras. And so this show, I almost said film because we watched it in movie theater, but this, right. this show really does a great job of adding in the backstory to scripture that yeah. you never or I never, I'll speak for me. I never really thought to look at it. We, you know, it's it's easy for us to see Jesus as the Messiah. It's it's more difficult for us to remember him as the human and to mm -hmm. see from the perspective of not just Jesus or the disciples pinning what they what they saw, but actually adding in the emotions the thoughts the feelings that would have been involved yeah. as being a member of the scene and i think that's the great part of good literature which the bible is the best example mm -hmm. of a literary work is to be able to infer and think about what the author was thinking about think about how they might have felt what they might have experienced and i think the chosen kind of puts it in a package that's easily consumable for us to imagine and insert ourselves in the story to see and think about how jesus how the disciples how those who were onlookers would have experienced those moments and that's that sticks out to you so specifically because of your role in education as a reading yeah. teacher. Yes. Yeah. My job is to try to help get my students to question. It's going to sound weird, but to question the text, to ask those questions. How was he feeling? What made him say, what was the motivation behind this line? Or why did this character choose to behave in this way? And so when you have it spelled out, in a creative way on camera, it really helps to fill in the gaps. Yes. The, you know, it helps to fill in the gaps. And like you said, just bring it alive, which is the joy for me in reading, the joy for me in viewing The Chosen is all the gaps that have been filled in just to kind of create create the picture it paints the yeah. picture more clearly so that you can see you can just I, if you haven't seen it i just suggest you look look yes listen. please i could talk about it i could talk about it all night but i would highly suggest i think in the last since we saw episodes one and two of season three i probably have told five people like hey if you're not watching the chosen you need to be go back and start it's not too late. They're all for free. They're all online. Mm -hmm. Watch it. I actually just spoke with my aunt right before coming in here. Like, hey, I'm about to go talk about this thing. You might want to, you need to watch. <laughs> yeah. Because it's good. It's really it good. It is. A lot of time Christian shows and films tend to lean on the corny side. This is not that. It's no, well done. The cinematography is great. The music is great. The the attention to detail 
yes. even from costumes to uh, just all the all Everything. the attention to details is has been amazing. So watch the you figure watch it because even I think because of the the uh reputation that a lot of Christian media has with being corny. You know, sometimes there's a reluctance to share about it. And and I'll be honest, I I did not watch The Chosen for a for a long time, you know, from when it was first released for that reason. I, I don't know. <laughs> but you figure too, even for those who don't know Jesus, right? There's mm. there's something about a a good show with a good yeah. story and a yeah. great way of weaving stories together that so even even though it yes it's about it's about Jesus and it's about those who followed him um but if someone doesn't know Jesus this is a great way to introduce him absolutely and i think a lot of people are are taken back and surprised at how Jesus is portrayed. Yes, I, I would definitely agree. And I think the way that the story is written, how they vacillate between scene to scene, but it's connected and very intentional. Mm -hmm. I was watching back in preparation for today, watching back some of the episodes. And when in season one, when we are introduced to Nicodemus, who was the Pharisee and how well received he was, Right behind that was the scene where we're introduced to Matthew and how, you know, how the people just, just truly disdained him. They didn't, they didn't like that he was a Jew who had become a tax collector for the Roman Empire. He would, you know, he was treated very poorly. So to have those two scenes kind of going back and forth was just, I thought it was brilliant to show just the difference in the attitudes between the people and how they were received, which... I know to to most people that might not mean anything, but it helps to really truly paint the picture of how opposite those reactions were. And I think yes. those little small details that are added in and woven in through each and every episode, like I haven't seen one yet that hasn't been very, very intentional about the placement of yeah. the scenes. And even when they're going you know, back and forth in time from a, a flashback yeah. or to current it's all very purposeful to help paint the to paint the picture and yeah. it's you know it's not like a kindergartner's picture it, it is a masterpiece that's being put together to help us see it and I think just the merit of the quality of the storytelling even if you're not a Christian it's good it's good it's good it's good. I it's would, I, after rewatching episode one of season one earlier today, I was like, I would watch this even if I didn't believe it was true. It's just a good story. It is. It's a good time piece. You know, if you're, if you're yeah. into historical pieces, History. it's good. Mm -hmm. So season one, that, that last scene in, in the first episode, uh, when Jesus, you know, reaches out to, who is Lilith at the time? Ma'am, what a powerful scene of just him embracing her. And what we started, I think it was Isaiah 43. Fear not, I have redeemed you, you are mine. Mm -hmm. And uh to be called and 
chosen by Jesus and yeah. knowing the life that that she lived, that we've all lived. Yeah, that, that scene always gets me. Well, what stood out for me, even just before that, she had, you know, ac according to the, the story, the episode, she had had intentions on kind of ending it all. And God just sent something to, to distract her in that moment, which allowed her to, you know, continue living to, until she met and had that interaction with Jesus. And I, I just can't ignore all the many little things that God, well, when I say little, I air quote that, but all the many little things that God does in our lives to redirect us yes. so that we can have an interaction with him so that we can cross paths with someone who will speak a word or with, with him. And mm -hmm. he, even in her state of being, you know, tormented by these demons, there were still, he had still placed people in her life to show yeah. her love, to show her grace in spite of her circumstance. And I know that there are so many people while they may not be tormented with demons outwardly in the way that she was, who are, just in turmoil, whether, whether it be mentally, emotionally, and God allows people to be his hand and, and feet in their lives. And I just, it was so sweet to me, just how he placed people, even though she was an undesirable <laughs> very much at the right. time, that his love was still able to be extended towards her. So that's beautiful. And seeing that is just as a reminder of how detailed God is, mm -hmm. you know, and just in the the very smallest of details. And I feel like when I see God in the details of my life, whether it's confirmation of something, a word of encouragement when it's needed, just those things that happen at the exact same time that it cannot be coincidence, uh, those little things, again, air quotes, are are gigantic. Yeah. They're enormous. And pointing to how God loves us, that he's so mindful of us, that the creator of the universe has numbered every hair on our head and is aware of every single aspect of our lives and how beautiful and humbling that is. Right. Right. I'm trying to make me tear up over here. Just man, thinking about man. it. Yeah. But yeah. He cares so much. His he does. hand is woven throughout. You know? mm -hmm. And I I feel like a show like this, where yes, there's, you know, creative liberties to kind of fill in. Um mm -hmm. but like you said, it helps to paint a picture of what life might have been like, what kind of sacrifices each of the followers of Jesus at that time, you know, had, what, mm -hmm. what they said no to, what they thought about, what life looked like in that day. And, you know, just to be able to think about that, I feel like leads me to scripture Absolutely. And to see, okay, what, what was the context of this? What was going on here? And, and then it builds faith. 
Yes. It, if nothing else, it builds curiosity. Because I know there's there's been a couple mm-hmm. of times where I was like, let me go. And I remember y'all were like, that was that that was a fictional character. Okay, well, listen, I was about to search for this woman. You know, I, it, made, it made me want to check my own knowledge or lack thereof of the scripture, which is, I think, the best tool it, because we're supposed to be finding out for ourselves, you know, yes. searching the scriptures, knowing Jesus for ourselves. So if the if the show, anything about it, whether you agree or disagree, causes you to refer back to the scripture, I think that's the point. Yes. <laughs> I think the yes. point is to whet your appetite to know mm-hmm. the truth. Yes. And so it drives you, it drives you back to the word of God, which is, you know, what better way to do it than exactly. Like, no, I don't agree. Or what what was that? Let me go look for myself. That's the point. That's the point. That's the point. And the amount of people who have, you know, gone to the word, gone to ask God themselves, you know, and, and the testimonies that have come out of this show are just amazing. The people who have come to know Jesus or the people who have experienced uh, forgiveness or healing or whatever that might look like as a result of people who stepped out in faith to crowdfund to create a series, a multi-season mm-hmm. series on the life of Christ and those who followed him. I mean, it's, I'm sure, I'm, while I'm sure there was great faith in the you know, inception of, of this work, I'm sure that they couldn't have imagined all that has taken place as a result right. of stepping out in faith. And there are times when I, you know, I think about Dallas Jenkins, the creator, his wife, who I, I, I would love to meet his wife one day because what a, like an, an amazing woman of God to like pray behind this amazing project or, Jonathan Rumi, who plays Jesus, but like, I, I often pray for them, mm-hmm. you know, because the, the weight of this role, praying that God will keep them and cover them and strengthen them because this is, this is a calling. Yeah, definitely. My prayer is that anyone involved, if they're not already, just be, be, be saved, yeah. get drawn into the story because I know that God is so intentional. He wouldn't have had those particular actors out of all the people in the world who right. could do the work for them to be cast for this show, whether it be an extra or behind the scenes, someone that we yeah. never see. My prayer is that the message resonates and touches those lives the way that it touched us on the other side. Yes. Or, you know, we see in the finished product or the product in, you know, as they produce episodes, but that those that have a close hand in the production would actually, if they have not already received Jesus in the same way. Because I don't think it's an incident or an accident that they are a part of this. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. I think there'll be many, many testimonies to come. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there there are a gazillion things that come to mind. But if I think... to back to season two, an episode that uh, really struck me was this one episode where the disciples are sitting around a fire in the evening and they're arguing. 
<laughs> and they're like, you know, dispute here all over the place. And Jesus was away. He had been doing ministry the entire day, healing, you know, saving like just this long day of ministry. And then he kind of stumbles back into the camp and to see the weariness. Yeah. He Jesus. was exhausted. And then he's kind of like, good night. <laughs> the conviction mm -hmm. that, you know, when they all saw him, but I hadn't, I had not considered, you know, we read about the ministry that uh, Jesus would do and the crowds that will follow him, but to see how weary he must have felt, how tired, how parched, how. Right. It kind of, that moment kind of reminded me of, well, we know the woman with the issue of blood, he felt power leaving his body. Mm. And so to intentionally be in service, ministering and healing all day long, how much of a drain, although his, his well is inexhaustible, that's, we're not disputing that, but how much of a drain on his physical man that must have been. So to see it for, to see them yeah. depict that moment, I was like, wow. And they're they were arguing over nothing. I mean, it was it was minced meat. It was nothing compared to the weight of what he was carrying. All they had to do was keep tent, you know, and keep the crowds in order. They all had their assigned duties, but none of them were doing the work that Jesus was doing. So it was a powerful moment. I remember mm -hmm. feeling like, wow, we never think of that side. Well, I don't. <laughs> I, ha I hadn't I hadn't to that degree yeah. and I thought I am mm -hmm. so like the disciples just sitting around <laughs> annoyed you know not thinking <laughs> about the big picture how easy it is to get into that mode of just like frustration and at the end of the day when we see Jesus it's like does that stuff even really matter no it didn't no it didn't he was there to do work and he mm -hmm. you know asked them to assist and they couldn't even hold it together <laughs> for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Well, any, any kind of closing thoughts on what we watched this weekend? We're trying hard not to give things away, but I will say this. I've, we've seen kind of lead up to season three, uh, the story of little James who walks with a limp and you know is experiences his health issues his disability and he's a follower of Jesus and so we've seen that which I think what's amazing is that they actually wrote that into season two the actor does have uh, I think it's cerebral palsy or scoliosis and so they actually wrote that into the script but addressing what it's like to not experience healing. Hmm. And I, I, I just, that one got me just with yeah. my own stuff of my own health stuff. That was, there are some powerful moments. Absolutely. Things that make you go, Hmm. And I don't, I don't know that I keep thinking back to, at least in, in the chosen, the friend of his that was blind that we meet in the very beginning of yeah. season one and her knowing that he is the Messiah and 
it, as he begins to do work miracles, and she was present then again with the Sermon on the Mount, still blind. Yeah. That story was just so interesting to me because I, you know, I'm 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 faith. I'd have been like Jesus. I'm your friend. Heal me. <laughs> Seriously. And, and we and we never saw that from her. It's just an interesting dynamic to know that he can. And the choice is not to. Mm -hmm. And to see her be okay with it. We see a, a different example in, in season three where the character wasn't as okay with it, but came to an understanding of Jesus's heart. Yes. And yeah. that was powerful. I won't give away, I won't say anything more than that, but it was beautiful to see his heart mm -hmm. concerning his choice not to. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was that was the one that had me back there sniffing. Oh man. <laughs> that was that was like the ugly cry. Yeah. <laughs> the ugly cry for me. Yeah. Um, but you know, there's something about perspective and really grabbing hold of who Jesus is. Mm -hmm. You know, there's there's nothing wrong with desiring healing there's nothing wrong with having desires for business or education right there are things that they're in and of themselves they're not bad right. um, but in light of who jesus is he's he's so much greater mm -hmm. and then the the reminder of eternity because this is not it and this the hope the hope that we have, because even we may experience healing to a certain degree in this lifetime, but we're still going to die. And we're still, <laughs> you know, going to. Well, I don't know. I, I, I told well, you that, I yeah. he's coming back. He's coming back to grab his folks in my lifetime. I believe that. <laughs> <laughs> the way things have been. <laughs> Listen. Listen, people get ready because <laughs> it's real. It's real. Right. But when you think about sorry, that, like, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, the hope that we have as followers of Jesus and knowing that as great as the, the blessings that we may experience in this lifetime are, right? And there's wonderful things that we experience right. and wonderful things that we hope to continue to experience, but it pales in comparison. Pales. It just makes me reflect, like, we have just this amount of time. And, you know, Jen, you and I had a conversation kind of off script about how I'm feeling about some things going on in my, my life now. It, it just really makes me want to press even further into whatever he wants me to do with my time here, mm. because it's going to be over and it won't, it wouldn't have for me mattered in eternity with the exception of, you know, rewards and all the things, but but for those that I'm meant to impact here or whatever mm -hmm. work that God wants me to do here, it makes yeah. me want to be more intentional about that because who knows the ripple effect of our lives? You don't know that. Right. If you're just making decisions from moment to moment, whether you're going to be obedient, whether you're going to follow him, choose to spend the time with the people that he places in our sphere of influence, pour into them however 
we see fit or he sees fit for us to do. We just have that limited knowledge. But on the other yeah. side, we'll have so we'll have hindsight and oversight that we could have never known now. So it makes me want to be more intentional with how I choose to live the life that I do have. Because yeah. we don't know. We might be, even though I'm in my mid-30s, I might be old if I die next week. You know, if that's right. the we frame of time that he's given me. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be caught left yeah. not doing what he said. Do. Mm-hmm. I, I think of that verse, Psalm 90, teach us to number our days aright that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Yeah. You know, and when we're, when we have that eternal mindset and wanting to be faithful, we make the most of each day that we have, which like you said, we don't know how long we have, right. you know, we don't. And, and I think these last few years with all that we've witnessed in the last few years and the loss that many of us have experienced, mm-hmm. it's a reminder. It's a reminder that uh, tomorrow isn't promised. And so even as like we we're here and we're talking about a TV series, but it really points to these realities and so it's so much more than just a TV series when you walk away and you're considering these spiritual things and you're considering, you know, being faithful and how faithful God is. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So many good things. Yes. So many. Mm-hmm. Well, Faith, do you have any closing thoughts? Um, so as I was told you, rewatching some of the episodes, because yeah. listen, my mind is not like that, but I wanted to make sure some of them were fresh. In episode eight of season one, there was an interaction between two men, and one of them asked, well, excuse me, the first one kept saying, well, my God sent me here. I'm coming to get the land promised to me by my God. And the the other man was asking, well, who is this God? Do you have a temple for him? No. Do you have a a form of him? No. He said, so why would you choose to worship an invisible God? And then that, that broke your hip. And why would you choose to, that doesn't make sense. Why would you choose to follow this God? And his response was, we didn't choose him. He chose us. Yes. And I think that line that's repeated several times throughout, of course, even in the title of the show, just it's always coming back to the fact that we're chosen. And with that great love that was shown towards us, we ought to respond. We ought to in kind react by giving our lives, taking up, handling our business to follow him, whatever Mm -hmm. that looks like. And everyone has a different life they they have to leave behind. It it may cost something different for each one of us, but we are chosen. Yeah. So we should respond. That's all I got. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's such a difference between doing something out of obligation versus Mm -hmm. a response 
to right. being chosen by the living God. Yes. To know that we are chosen and called by him. I mean, that, mm -hmm. that changes everything. Everything. It puts things into a much different perspective than just mere obedience for tradition's sake. Yeah. I think that's when things go from being maybe your family's tradition or or your the faith of your parents or something right. you've just heard about. It becomes very personal when you understand the weight of the fact that that we know that we're chosen. We we are and aware enough to know that there's a God who loves us. It makes me so grateful. It also makes me exceptionally sad that there's a large portion of the world that doesn't yet yeah. know or doesn't yet accept, but I choose and am choosing. It's a constant, conscious constant. and constant decision mm -hmm. to choose to function as if I'm chosen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. just my personal goals or the things that I would like to accomplish, the things I want to do. Um, but to remember that God saved me for his purposes to be fulfilled. And so. Amen. It, just Amen. Gives, it makes all the it difference. It brings new life into. It does. It does. Yeah. And we need to re to be reminded of that daily. And sometimes uh, multiple times a day in my, <laughs> my case, but yes, Yes. <laughs> and I but thank God for, friend, you know, for people that... who also. Go ahead. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I thank God for community, for people that God places around us to help redirect or encourage when it gets hard yeah. to see sometimes. I know you have definitely been one of those persons in my life who has reminded me to look to God for the answers when things get hard, when things get confusing, when when things that you feel and know collide are <laughs> in mm. this in this there's tension between what you want and what you feel called to do that I felt that on multiple occasions. And so it's it's important to know to have the truth of scripture, but to also have it reinforced by um, by those you love and who love God. Because I think we're meant to be each other's strength, to help, to assist, to aid, mm -hmm. to pray. Um, so thank you for being that for me. Um, and it's my prayer that as we are all on this journey, we all have have access to those reminders, whether it's through another person, through scripture, through inspiration of the spirit, whatever, to remember to, that we are chosen and that he has something for us, that there's purpose in, in the life that we've been given. Well, thank you. Thank you for being one of those people in my life because your words of encouragement that are, you know, straight from heaven. You know, and just those times where you have that nudge from the spirit to say something. And what a gift it is to have people like that in our lives. And 
we need one another to remind each other who we are in him. You know, and and not everybody has that. And so my prayer tonight is that for those who watch, whether it's live, whether it's in seven months, that they would experience this, the reality and the gift of being chosen by Jesus and also mm -hmm. chosen into his family and what that yeah. looks like. Yeah. Well, Faith, before we, we close our time together, I wanted to take a few moments to pray. And I wondered if you would pray however you feel led, whether it's about people who maybe have experienced some of the things that we've talked about in the show and that for them to experience Jesus in the midst or, you know, however you feel led. And, and I will, I'll hop in right after you and, and close us in prayer. All right. Well, let's pray. Dear Jesus, I just thank you for tonight. Thank you for this time that we get to come together to have this conversation centered really around you and the fact that you chose us. So God, I thank you for your love. Thank you for your son, Jesus, and the sacrifice that he made to allow us access to this family. Um, God, I just thank you for the teachings of your word. Thank you that you gave us so much about you and who you are and so much so that we can make shows and write movies about it, God. And I thank you for us being able to come together around the chosen that you've given us a quality um, production to, to enjoy and to point people back to you, God, that we can understand you in a different way, that you and all your creativity have provided ways for people and to have an access point to who you are and the life that you lived here. And God, I just pray that you would speak to those who maybe haven't seen The Chosen or those who have and have questions about what they're seeing. God, I pray that you would just open our hearts and help us to be re receptive to the Spirit's work within. God, I pray that... Um, as this, we know the show is being translated into several other languages. God, I pray that you would just reach the nations, Father, with the truth of your word and that it would be illuminated in the hearts of men so that they may turn to see you, God. And I thank you for the fact that we are chosen, um, that you loved us so much. Thank you for tonight. Thank you that we are benefactors of your love. Mm -hmm. Thank you that we are here to tell our um, interactions with you and just to share, God, to share in this fellowship, in this community, in the family of Christ. God, I thank you that you would choose <laughs> even someone like me, who I know I've had you shake your head and be like, get this girl, but I know that I am your daughter and I thank you for your love. Thank you that that um, you've placed me in community with Jen. Thank you for her ministry and the opportunity to share. And thank you for what you're doing in her life, the life of her ministry and in mine as well. And I thank you for everyone who will see and hear. It's in your precious and holy son, Jesus name. Lord, I thank you and I praise you for the freedom to be able to come together and have these kind of conversations 
to that ultimately point to you. Thank you that you have made a way for this group of people to create a, a series that points to you, that points others to you, mm. that allows us to think more deeply about you and about your word. And Lord, I, I think of all of them tonight and I lift them up to you. Yeah. Lord, from every person behind the scenes, the person who does social media, who serves food, the actors, the cast, creators, the producers, God, would you, would you keep them as they pour out to and sacrifice to share this story, your story, would you pour into them, strengthen them and give them rest and encouragement? The way that we talked tonight about the way that you're so detailed, would you show up in their lives, in the details of their lives with divine appointments? And Lord, particularly those who are affiliated, who, who may know about you real well, but maybe don't know you for themselves. May they come to know you. It's God. Pray for protection over this whole production and experience over these next seven seasons. And Lord, that many, many people will come to know you and call you Lord and Savior. As Faith mentioned, in different countries and that you would provide people to translate and be able to point to your word in different languages through this show. And Lord, I thank you for every person who is watching and listening. Lord, you care about the details of their lives. You care about the things that are going on that they may never voice out loud. Mm. But Lord, they, they are seen by you. They are loved by you. And I pray that even in this moment, that they would sense that, that they would sense your presence and your love and your care, that they are also chosen and called by you. Lord, that you would work out the details of their lives. And Lord, for all of us, that we would, that you would teach us to number our days, that we would gain a heart of wisdom, being faithful to you, because of who you are, a faithful God. Lord, would you pour out your love and grace upon all of us that we would continue to give you honor and glory. Lord, thank you for faith. Thank you for a friend and a sister who we can sit around for hours and talk about you and who you are and come together and watch shows like this and read books and the gift of friendship of being a part of the family of God, I pray that you would bless her and strengthen her. And, and Lord, that she would see you in the details of her life, even this week as well. So Lord, thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. Pray that you would be glorified in Jesus name. Amen. Jesus Amen. 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 Well, Mission Uplift fans, thank you for joining us. Keep an eye out. You know, I'll share a little a little surprise right now that I am going to, uh, a couple of years ago, I did Uplifting Advent, and which was a fun experience. We had a couple of teachers who shared every week of Advent. And so the uh, I'm a doctoral student with papers due, so that's not happening this year. <laughs> but I am doing something called Uplifting Advent Shorts. And in every every day in 
December, from December 1st to the 24th, I'm going to have a little Advent short where I share a little synopsis of a chapter of Luke. Because every Advent, I read through the Gospel of Luke. There's 24 chapters. And I read through a chapter each day. And so I invite you to join me as I read through Luke. And in my little one-minute video, I'll share a little mini synopsis of the chapter. I will share uh, the scripture from that chapter that stuck out to me. And then in the description box, I'm going to include a Christmas song and a surprise link. So it could be a link to a podcast episode or an Advent devotional, all things that are free. And so it's going to be kind of like a, a virtual Advent calendar. Um, so I will share a little video about that this week, but I invite you. If you would like to just join me on the journey of reading through the Gospel of Luke from December 1st to the December 24th, finishing up uh, on Christmas Eve, you are welcome to join me. And if you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the Mission Uplift YouTube channel. Hit that notification bell so you get all the notifications. And, and also, if you'd like to be on our email list, there is a link in the description here as well. So thank you. Thank you, Mission Uplift family. Thank you for those who are here live, those who are watching in the future. We thank God for you and are excited to share this time with you.